Thanks for joining us for another God-inspired message from C3 Church Monash. Connect with us online at c3monash.org.au and we hope you enjoy today's message. I'm going to ask these wonderful men to bring uh, these stools. And you know what? I might even ask our panelists right now to join me. Can you please welcome Andrew Kingston, Rhonda Hubert, and Dan Fulton. Come on up. Go and give them one more welcome, one more welcome. No one wants a microphone on a Sunday morning. Come and grab a seat. I'll join you on this side if I may. May I sit here? Is that okay? It's my better side. And yours, evidently. Grab a seat. <laughs> well, um, look, it's wonderful to do something a bit different this morning. Don't you think between this panel we've got a lot to say this morning? Yes. And uh, I just firstly want to thank, um, thank each of you. Look, as I look across this... Um, this panel, I see some really, some different reflections on God on a life. Um, but this, um, this week specifically after Vision Sunday, who really loved Vision Sunday? Ah, it was so good. Hearing the vision, seeing the vision, new website, eating lunch together, meeting new people. It's really the same story of this beautiful church for decades. It's really just to glorify Jesus and to welcome people into his great community. And so we're able to re-remind ourselves again that we are a church that he is growing. We are a church that he is developing. And this week specifically, we want to talk about reaching others with love, not reaching them with religion, not reaching them with good ideas, not reaching them with anything else but the love that God gives us. So let me share this great scripture with you, and then um, I'm going to ask these guys some really difficult questions some really nasty ones. <laughs> um, oh, it's not here. Here we go. Here it is. John 13, 34. It says, A new commandment I give to you. This is Jesus talking. That you love one another, just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. Don't you think the love that Christ gives us transforms us? But it demands of us something but not something that we don't have, something that we have been shown, and that is the love that God has shown us. And so this morning, it'll be great to hear from you all. So Rhonda and and Nat, uh, and, Nat and Andrew run um, each in their own a wonderful house church, and so thank you for, for running those groups. Dan serves in our kids' ministry. You're all doing incredible things in your profession. I know as I look across here, you all work extremely hard. Um, in what God has skilled you in, and so thank you. But I know that you also have time and love for people around you. So are you ready for some juicy questions? If you've got some really tricky ones, you could text them to me and I could throw one in. Um, they're, they're not prepared for. That could be fun this morning. Um, but, you know, that first commission of Jesus was to go and make disciples, but he didn't send us without power, and that power is love. So I want to hear from you this morning. I want to hear, firstly, what maybe thought or revelation on how you share that practical love of God, what does that look like during the week? Rhonda, I'm going to start with you. May I start with you? Come on, as, you, as you're Monday, nine to five, what does that look like for you in your world? Well, most, I'd say a lot of you know me, but um, my husband and I own a legal practice and um, he organises and guides and looks after the solicitors and I do finance and administration. And that has a lot of challenges 
uh, people who come to see us, sometimes they want to be there and other times they are going through the worst thing that has ever happened to them. And so our big endeavour is to be kind, to be compassionate, to be understanding when someone is not at their best, um, when people are fearful, when they're distressed, and just, yeah, to be kind and to think ahead and understand that they might say and do things that under normal circumstances you wouldn't expect, but this is not normal circumstances for them. And so that's what we do. Yes, and I think if I look around this room, I'm feeling convicted. There are people in my world like that. Can you identify people in your world who they are really walking through the depths? They need to be shown the love of God and kindness goes so far. The kindness of God that we've received must extend beyond us. It's awesome. I'm going to throw it to you, Dan. What do you think? What are we here? Uh, so I'm a, a branch head in federal government um, in HR. So similar. I, I see the best and worst in organisations um, and often people who are in a tough moment. Um, or need to improve, or have done silly things. Um, and so that, that, that is a hard time for anyone, but I think for me, it's around trying to not judge people. It's around actually trying to get around you, understand it, and also being genuine in that, even as a Christian, and my staff know that I'm a Christian, my life is not perfect. Um, it's, not, it's not Instagram, it's not Facebook, where everything is a highlight reel. Um, and it is in going, you know what, I, I haven't got things figured out myself, but showing a positive, I suppose, uh, nature and going, you can get through things. Um, and people will look for it as well when they see you go through hard times and go, okay, Dan still remains optimistic of a future. Why? And that's very different in the world that we live in where a lot of people are looking for why perfect. So, yeah. I think we can all resonate with not being perfect. <laughs> Who's with me? <laughs> if you're a guest this morning, right? You can resonate with this as well. You know us pretty well. You know this, this room. Knowing that we can be ourselves on a growing journey and yet there is a place for us to belong and a God who's just going ahead of us. It's very powerful and we can exemplify that in our world very, I say easily, but if we just be following the Lord as best we can, it will be a beautiful example to those around you. I love that. Andrew, would you like this question or would you like to, me to throw to the next one? Do you want to pass this question? Aha, uh-huh, he doesn't like that question. I'm going to make the next one really hard. <laughs> um, this is a really good question, actually. What have you found that makes reaching difficult? Like, there are many challenges to being able to reach out to those around us. What are some of the things you think are the big inhibitors for us doing that? Yeah, if... <laughs> Let me give you a moment. Like, I think of, I myself um, can be fearful 
maybe to bring God into a conversation. Um, sometimes, depending on the situation I'm in, I always try to be professional. I, I don't work here at church. I'm in the marketplace. And so I do like to keep, you know, things professional. I think that's important for us. We, we're not there to preach. We're there to exemplify Jesus. Um, and so I think having the courage to somehow bring him into the conversation can be nerve-wracking sometimes. I think the most obvious example to do that is someone's in pain or they need healing or a miracle going, oh, that's my cue. <laughs> That's my cue. And bringing, would you mind if I prayed for you? And sometimes it's not later tonight. Sometimes it's like, could we pray now? Most people say yes in the cooler room. And don't make it weird. You know, don't shunt a bahandai, lay your hands on their head and get out the oil you prepared earlier. Just pray for them. Right? Just make it, make it real like Christ would have as he walked the earth. Tag. <laughs> um, so the question was, what makes it difficult? What makes it hard? Yeah, what makes it hard to really... Um, so I just said, for me, it's... Uh, well, and people don't want to be reached, I guess, is the hardest thing. Um, it's also hard to watch. Um, people sort of pick what they're going to do, following their path, and they're not going to accept any help, and that's what they're doing. Um, so I guess in those situations, um, you just have to be there for them. Just say, oh, I'm here with you. Let me know if, if I can do anything, if you change your mind or whatever, if you need any help. Yes. Let me know. Um, just, yeah, as you were saying, you're not preaching, you're just loving them. So just saying, I'm here, I, I accept you, um, you know, I love you. Um, if you get to a really bad place, yeah, that's That's a profound position to be in, isn't it? Has anyone yeah. ever been in that situation with family members? We all have. Uh, yes, I'm, I've had, I have this at work. Um, so I'm a scientist, so you might think we're all just robots doing <laughs> doing our science, but we're all people. And so there's people like um, one of my students, his girlfriend committed suicide at one point, and so his life just fell apart. And there's another guy whose child drowned when he was four. Um, so there's there's some real full-on stuff. Um, yeah, so I think it happens. Everyone's life can. Happen like that. Something like that can happen any time to anyone. So yeah, you just need to be ready and there for them. Yes, and it's amazing how God has prepared places that we're in before we even realise the connection. So I'm, I'm thinking people that might be even coming to your mind as you're thinking of who, who's God put me in their life for right now. Do you want to add to those that you know what makes a difficult question, or I can I can move on to another meaty one. I was probably just going to add. Um, as the world is changing and Christianity's, you know, people's expectations and what is allowed in the workplace, particularly in the workplace, becomes harder. Um, there is, you're always navigating this line between being a senior leader and representing the organisation, but ultimately I'm there representing what God's asked me to be. And that's hard because there is that proactive nature that you want to have around, you know, I want to be able to help this person because I kind of think I've got an answer that do this, but at the same time, not alienating, uh, alienating them or others from, from that. And I think people watch as well more of how I interact with Andrew or somebody else. And so I, I found and had to come to a place of just calmness in myself and my spiritual journey and just going, I don't have to have the proactive. Um, God will lead people 
in an appropriate time that is ready for them. And it can be done in a very subtle way. Like you said, you know, I have prayed for people in my office, um, but it has been a case of knowing that that moment was right and others where it's not right and you just go, hey, I'll continue to work, walk this journey yeah. with you um, and you're not alone in it. Um, and I think the other challenge is time. The world is designed to speed everything up so we don't actually stop. And, and I say that with a very busy schedule, um, but actually going, you know what, I am going to check in. I am going to make sure that I call that person back or just send them a text. A text takes 10 seconds to sort of lift somebody's day and just go, I'm thinking about you. Be blessed. And it can be as simple as that, regardless if they're a Christian or not. Yes. And we have to step into the places that are for us. Like, who loves to resolve loose ends? I love resolving loose ends. Yeah, I hate them when things aren't resolved. And, but I can't be the answer to every problem I see. We were talking about this in our connect group yesterday um, with some of the girls who run, who run home churches and, and ministries. And we were saying, like, there's so much need around us. We have to just do what God is asking us to do. So fill in the space that he's called you to. I think of Cherie Croft, who runs our playgroup here with Sam, actually, close, close in hand on a Wednesday. And I think they're creating this space and people are coming in a stage of life that they're in and they're able to exemplify the love and kindness of Jesus. But I couldn't run a playgroup anymore. I'd be terrible with that stage of life. <laughs> so whatever the stage of life you're in, maybe it's letting go of a stage and a, and a sphere and picking up a new sphere. Linda, you know, like navigating letting go of what was and stepping into what's new. There's an area God has for us and we have to follow his lead and not push every on every opportunity. That's really great. Did you want to add to that, Rhonda, or I'll move, I'll move on to the next question. Yeah, that's great. This is a great one. I see this exemplified in so many home churches of what we're doing to reach others in love. I could think of so many examples. I think of, I mean, Michelle comes to mind really readily. In terms of needs, we hear of needs and people walking through the serious trials and practical help and kindness goes such a long way. We've had such loss in our dear church over the last um, month of, of, you know, dear ones passing. And I think of the meals and the help and the reaching out. It's very practical, very loving. And there's so many ways we can reach those around us. Tell me some of the ways that you've seen that exemplified, maybe through home church or a group of friends who have prayed with someone. What are some of the ideas that you've, you've been a part of over the years, Rhonda? I remember Neil's ministry, yeah. many, many years of Neil's ministry. Um, which I loved when I, before I was working full-time, um, just because taking a meal to somebody, it doesn't have to be flash. It can just be you double what you're having for dinner. Um, and the number of times that people were quite shocked that we would do that. Uh, I remember going to a man's house and his wife was ill and I brought him a meal and I said, oh, and I've got some cake because I thought your kids might like something for afternoon tea. And I could see the look on his face. He was quite moved. And he said, can, can, I, can I give you some eggs? Because I just feel that you're giving me something. And I'm not, uh, you know, because he had chooks. And I, I was like, sure you can. You know, that would be wonderful. And I promise I'll use them in another meal for someone else, you know. And that way you can pay it forward. Very well said. Because I thought, I, I don't want him to think he's paying me for this meal, mm. but that he's part of what we do for yeah. each other. That's what we do. Um, and so, and Neil's ministry is really that, it's that easy. Mm. 
You might think, oh, I couldn't do that. Yes, you could. <laughs> it's not difficult. Um, it's more getting your head around it and saying, well, on a day I'm not busy. I'm going to make a meal. I'm going to put it away in the freezer. And the next time I'm asked, I've got one. Um, yeah, and I guess too, in, um, in our group, Michael's done things like he's gone out and mown people the lawn because it needed doing doesn't need to be advertised it's just the job that needed doing so we went and did it um, it does I think of Dave Croft he you know he'd go and mow the people their lawn next door because they didn't have a lawnmower so he just not not to you know be a big deal but just because it needed doing and when you see things around it doesn't have to be um, doesn't have to be a big thing but it opens doors for you there's the scripture that says you know your gift will make a way for you and so uh, you know if you even the smallest thing that you do for someone gives you an in into their world into you know people will invite you in because you've bothered to you know to help that's really good yes we dropped a meal to our neighbor she's had back surgery this week and she was i think it was it's like the first meal she couldn't believe it she's like are you sure? Yeah, I think like, I really appreciate it. I thought, I hope it's good because I cooked it, not James. But you gift, you need, you need to be there. Just be there for people. Just do what you need to do to be there. And you, I know that you all are, are active in those in those ways. I want to flip, flip to you, Andrew, because I know you do an incredible work practically um, in our, our local school. And I'd love you to tell us a little bit more about that and what that looks like because it's a remarkable ministry. Oh, yeah, sure. So um, our church has been running this thing called Kids Hope for... I don't know, be 10 years or more now. Um, yeah, I think it's an awesome program. So we partner with, so that it's run by, we used to be run by World Vision, but now it's its own entity. Um, and so they, they partner churches, each church, one church with one school, and then the church nominates mentors, and the school identifies at-risk children, and then you just mentor, you match one mentor with one child, and you hang out for one hour each week. And um, it's amazing to see the change in their lives. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so they, some of these kids, they just don't have, they don't get anyone's attention, I suppose. They don't have people in their corner. They don't think they can do anything. They've got no confidence, no resilience. And so we'll just go and hang out with them. Uh, can completely change uh, the trajectory of their life. Yeah, so it's very powerful. I, ima- I imagine that's very powerful. Like Jesus had 12 people. So how many years on are we from Christ's death and resurrection? He just, he led and mentored and invested into 12 people. And here we are today. (laughs) There are people, individuals, not that many. There are individuals God has for you. If you're running a connect group, running a house church, leading, you know, loving on people around you, there are people right now that God has for you. I think that's a remarkable, um, remarkable ministry. And in fact, you may have seen the artworks in the foyer, they're beautiful, they've been painted by, um, no, they've been, they are going for auction, thank you, um, there's a silent auction to raise money for this great ministry, and so make sure you take a look at that, and you can jump by the Hello Hub um, to, to be part of that auction, but it's an amazing, amazing ministry, so honour you for what you're doing, and maybe that's an area you want to serve in, so keep that in mind. Dan, I'm going to flip to you, what about, what's coming to mind as you think of ways, practical ways in which we're reaching out to those around us? Um, for me, i I sent a text message to just someone who's on my mind on my way to work. Um, doesn't even cost 25 cents anymore. Um, 
but I just try and think of someone. It could be someone from soccer. It could be someone from work. It could be someone just generally that pops to mind. There will always be someone that pops to mind. And it, it's just short and sharp, but letting them know that someone's thinking about them and that they want them to have a good day. Because often people go into the day with so many things on their shoulders and it's like, okay, there's somebody else that's thinking about me. Um, one of the other things I just was going to say, and it, it's for all of us, but probably geared at the younger section over here as well is just... The Mileses? Is that who you're referring to? Correct. Correct. Specifically for the Mileses and those that are in their sphere around there. Um, just be you, as in with regards to don't change who you are for those around you um, because I think if I've seen anything, the people that bring the most confidence and I'll talk about in the sporting context for me are often the ones that are looking the most for where they're supposed to go. So just be you and if people are asking you to change from the things that you hold close to you, they're not the right people to be around you so I only say that because I've learned over the years of sport that um, me being me people notice those differences there are things that we share in common that we love and we get you know passionate about sport and everything like that but they notice the difference in you so keep that because that's the light that you can't explain when you have it but when you have it you have it and others notice that you have it and so I think through my sport I've seen my last tour we were in Indonesia and going to play and the group wanted to know what I listened to in my headphones before the games. And it's always been Christian, it's been upbeat, but they noticed a difference in me. And so my last big game, grand final in Indonesia and we're in a Muslim country listening to, I can't remember who it is now, Christian artist pumping these tunes out because my team wanted to listen to that. It's like, they might not be Christian, but they were listening. And that stadium had Christian music pumping for at least three minutes. <laughs> that was that was good. So don't change who you are because people will notice who you are. Can we? Can, that's an amazing. Yeah, it's true. And thank you for representing Australia in futsal. I'm yet to watch a game, but I promise I will. <laughs> hey, look. I'm, unless there's anything else you'd love to add, I would. I would love to. I don't want to cut you off now. I feel like I've done a. No, you're good. I was just oh, going to say, yes. um, Dan just made me think, you know, if you think I don't know how to sort of start, yeah. let people know I'm a Christian and all that, just, you know, people say things like, so how was your weekend? Very it was great. <laughs> what did you do? Well, I went to church and immediately they know, ah, Christian. So then when, when something comes up, you can say, I'll say a little prayer for you, Very okay? Good. And you don't have to do the big, you know, oftentimes we think we need to do these big evangelism things. You don't. They know who you are and they know that if you say you'll pray and then the next thing you need to do is pray. Don't just say I'll pray and not do it. Um, I'm, I'm mindful. We were blessed many years ago to go to South Korea where the largest church in the world is. And it grew through women who had home connect group meetings and they'd invite their neighbours in and their neighbours would tell these women, you know, what their, their burdens were, what their problems were, or my son did this or my child or my husband, whatever. And the women's, women would say to them, I'm going to pray and when my God answers,
you in prayer. You come and tell me. And the church exploded. And I think, you know, it, it was that simple. It wasn't a massive evangelistic drive. It was person to person saying, I'm going to pray. And when God answers, come and tell me. And that's the opening that you need. It's really true. The Lord is about loving people. He's about meeting needs. And he cares about the people in our world. So we're going to close it there. Can we, um, can we thank them just this morning? Thanks for listening to today's message. If you have any prayer needs, email prayer at c3monash.org.au or connect with us online.